again. It's a beautiful poem. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Hello and welcome to the Young Professional Podcast. My name's Evan. My name is Mark. Today, we have a good friend of the show. David Diorio is here today to talk about his some of his school experiences, his past experience with jobs. Uh, I've talked to him about some stuff he's done in the past. I know nothing about what you do or what you've done. He's... um. One thing he's talked to me before about that I really want to talk about is uh, something to do with fish in lakes and sort of. Me- I don't even know what he was measuring or testing, but something to do with fish. That's kind of an interesting tidbit to get that we can get into. Another fun fact about David is that he's actually we're in a band together, and he's the drummer in that band. Um, so if we want to talk about a little bit of music, maybe we can talk a little bit of music biz, art, my experience, his experience. We should probably also introduce him. Yeah, we should point. probably do that. So yeah, without further ado, uh, David, welcome. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Yeah, we're doing well. We've had a bit so of excited. A technical issues setting this one up. Uh, a little bit of a technical issue and a little bit of a, a bodily, phys- a bodily issue. issue. I was going to say, it's totally fine that you took a while because I needed a minute anyways. <laughs> yeah, we were out getting wings before this. and uh, We all decided to do the spiciest wings. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. I mean, some of us just dipped a knife in it. Yeah. A couple of and us a actually, fork. A couple of us actually went for a wing. Yeah, so David was... Uh, out of commission for a good 20 minutes. Yeah. You drove so, us here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't remember driving back. I'm not going to lie. The table's, a, the table's a mess right now. There's just wine <laughs> and a box of Zantec. Um, and so everybody's yeah. been popping those. It's yeah, been, that was, uh, <laughs> it was, that was an, an interesting way to sure. start the night. To yeah, be sure. it's, uh, I was really hoping we'd get over here sooner so David could be on air while he was like... Uh, Oh, just a, just, it. A, just a little uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> today we have a white wine. It's from Argentina. It's a Chardonnay. It's called Argento. Um, really falling into the white wines on this show. Maybe gotta I was going to ask. Do you guys only like you like your white wines? Because it's summer no, right now, it's just, David. Yeah, it's summery, That's bro. Fair. That's yeah, fair. We just had chicken, so yeah. You know. We we pulled up to the LCBO with what three minutes to spare? Earlier? We really didn't have too much time to go on. Oh my god, I'm like. Trying to talk. It was real Mission Impossible for a second. Yeah, David, you can pour your wine while I talk. We had about three minutes to get some wine at the LCB. Oh, thank you. We had about three minutes. Um, the people inside the shop were really not too happy to see me. So this is a really last-minute, late-night pod. What if it didn't have anything to, with you being late? They just weren't happy to see you in general. I feel like that's... Oh, fuck, it's Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Close yeah. the door faster. They don't like me in there. Because I steal things. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say grab some like yellowtail or something. That's Yo, you, we had that on not for a podcast, but like last week uh, when we, we were at our friends. Yeah. Oh, did you? And uh, I did not like it at all. Uh, it was really bad. Well, so you actually I, now I'm really uh, your taste in wine. I'm. I'm I, I probably have very bad taste in wine. That's I don't okay. usually drink wine. All right, well let's give it a shot, I guess shall we'll we? Find out. All right, so cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. The big episode 100, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this is. <laughs> We've skipped all the way to 100. Yeah, we're going to make this episode 100. The wine, though, how does everybody feel about the wine? That's I thought this is pretty, like, pleasant. This just tastes yeah. like juice. Yeah. You know what? This this tastes like uh, one of my labs at school. We actually made wine. It was... Uh, fer- I didn't know where that was going to go for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? No, it was fermentation biotechnology. And I'd like our, uh, we spent, like, six weeks in our lab every every week. We were just, like, were fermenting wine. Wait, you did that for school? Or was yeah, it just, was just like a little side gig? No, this was this <laughs> prof- was this, this is the professor's <laughs> side hustle. He's like, yeah, so there's actually right. some <laughs> really scientific Listen, Dave, properties. I have a lot of money. Here. I I'm not gonna tell you where I get it, but I need your help. Yeah. Wine is science. Yeah. Science is wine. Essentially, yeah, all, all alcohol is pretty much science. Yeah. Wow, yeah, David, what a great segue. Yeah, yeah. you were made you, to be a guest. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of segues, all right. So, David, tell us, uh, um, where did you go to school? What did you go to school for? And uh, yeah, I went to school at the University of Waterloo for biology. It was a co-op program, so it was five years, and uh, most of my jobs in my field were from co-op. Mm-hmm. So the one you mentioned earlier was uh, 
I guess a histology technician for Environment Canada. A what? Histology what's technician. Hi- what's histology? What is this guy doing? What does that mean? What is histology? Uh, histology is um, the study of like uh, tissues. Oh. Like uh, bio- like, like dirty napkins. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> um, when I blow my Lake nose. Ontario. Yeah. So biological tissues like um like livers like looking at the cells of like liver and, yeah. and spleen and stuff like that. Yeah. So that but specifically for fish. And yeah, so in what body of water? Well, f- my specific role, I mean there was tons of different labs, but I was at so I was at the Canadian Center for Inland Waters, mm-hmm. which is down in Burlington, just off uh, Lake Ontario. Okay. Pretty much right on Lake Ontario. A dirty so direct, lake, folks. Direct access. Yeah. Filthy yeah, lake. direct access. And we um our specific lab was our job was to um basically gather some fish from the Athabasca River and uh collect them, bring them back here, dissect them for their um liver and their gonads turn those into microscope slides, stain them, and then assess them for any uh, toxins, any abnormalities, because the end goal was to see if... How the, fucked up the lake is? Well, yeah, because the... How Atha- fucked up their gonads? The are. oil sands in, in Alberta is right uh, right on the Athabasca River. Yeah. Right? So we're trying to see... What we do is we take fish from upstream of the oil sands production and then downstream, and we see if there's any change, because there is dumping into the Athabasca River. But the goal is just to make sure that it's not so much that it affects any aquatic life. Uh-huh. So... We take we took a model fish from that location and we just essentially assess the the key tissues, which would be the gonads and the and the liver, because that is what, especially the liver, that's what sort of um, handles to any toxins that enter. Yeah. So they'll be found in the liver if there is any, and then we see if there's like high concentrations and stuff like that. Whenever whenever I'm eating a fish, I make sure to eat the gonads first. <laughs> that's my favorite. Absolutely, thing. yeah, it's a delicacy. Yeah. yeah Does it course. affect like reproduction then, like the presence of toxins? It would if there's enough. Yeah. yeah. So does it make the fish hornier? <laughs> like, I'm the fish are like, already horny enough. So you have no idea. <laughs> that's like kind of a joke, but at the same time, like, does it make them like, yeah, like, is there less? No, it actually it reproduction would, or like it would be less reproduction. Yeah, oh. it would be damaging to the gonads. So it's like, so what would the effect of like, what is like the worst possible outcome? Like, there is just like the entire body of water is just like filled with runoff. Yeah. It uh, again. So it was a model fish. So it was. Obviously, we can't take every different kind of species and see what's happening, but it was a it was basically like a telling of the overall ecosystem, and um, like sort of what's going on in the overall picture. We just look at one fish for that. So, if there was a certain amount of toxins in a concentration, then we would know based on where that fish was in the food chain how amplified it was down or above the oh, food chain. Cool. Oh, so you yeah. could tell all that by just studying one. Yeah. So well, we could infer. We wouldn't know for sure. But again, we can't completely destroy the ecosystem ourselves by taking everything out of it. So yeah. we would start there. Was there like a consensus for yeah, like, how far um, you got? I ended up at the end of my time there, I ended up writing up a report of from the course of I think it was 2011 to 2015. It was fish gathered um, over that length of time. Yeah. And I would see if there was any spikes of any years or anything like that and it actually seemed to be spoiler pretty consistently low oh. such that they weren't c- just completely destroying the athabasca river was um, that surprising for you guys i mean it wasn't really surprising everyone for, was really hoping for, the fish were actually <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very sick yeah we get, the paper, right. we get the papers back like fuck are you serious they're fine <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> no it was it, i mean it was good news but it was something that my lab team had already sort of see, started to see the pattern because I didn't join in 2011. I joined a lot later in the project. Mm-hmm. I was just going over. You just took all the credit at the end. Essentially, you know, <laughs> <laughs> would have loved to, but we um, we pretty much came to the conclusion that it was it was fine. And with Environment Canada, like this is something I asked my boss at the time. We don't. We basically just dictate. This is what we see from from uh, what you're doing. We don't say here's what you need to do instead. 
You know what I mean? Like if 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 there was a problem, we don't tell them how to fix it. We just tell them if there is a problem in general. What to look out for. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So I spent like like a good I would spend like either my morning or my afternoon like a good 4 hours just going through fondling oh, fish. Fondling gutting fish. Well, I actually didn't do a lot of the gutting. The the gonads and liver would come to our lab and then what I would do was I would, en- up. I would encase them in like a cube of wax. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, so this is the process. <gasps> yeah, I would encase the, let's say, the liver in a cube of wax, and I would uh, hook it up to what's called a microtome. Did you put it on your Etsy? Um, <laughs> I put it directly <laughs> on my Etsy. Yeah. No takers yet, believe it or not. <laughs> you just have a fucking yeah. like, crate of them in your car. Yeah, a, a fish liver encased in wax. You'd think that people would go for that. Makes nice days. Christmas ornaments. Makes good Put a wick in there, long. that's a candle. <laughs> A very bad smelling candle once it burns. Um, yeah, so we'd, we'd take, a, take it to a microtome, and what that would do was it would slice off with a very fine blade, very thin pieces, until it hit the liver, and it would take off very, like, like micrometer thick slices of the liver, and then you would bring that onto a slide. So you could look at it properly. Yeah, and then you'd melt, because it was still encased in wax, so you'd melt the wax, and it would actually um, ad- adhere to the slide, and then you'd take it through... Uh, a staining process that lasted about an hour, which thank God there was a robot for that. We would just <laughs> oh. we would just put them in thirty at a time, and they would just uh, on a certain time limit. Okay, now it goes in this stainer, comes out, goes in ethanol, comes out, goes in this next stainer, um, and then when it would come out, there would just be like maybe uh, three or four along the microscope slide, three or four cross sections of the liver. Interesting. Yeah. Off of one like specimen. Off of one specimen. Yeah, and I mean that's just once one liver of one fish would give you. Um, I, it depends on how well you do it, but I want to say multiple slides with multiple cross sections on each slide. Hmm. Yeah, I don't want to sure. say a specific number because sure. I'm probably wrong. But okay, <laughs> it depends. It depends on how well it's embedded and how how dry it is and how how old it is, which dictates how dry it is. Yeah, yeah, that's what she said. Exactly. <laughs> that was a low blow mark. <laughs> that was low hanging fruit. Uh. Oh. So we got fish on the agenda. So like, who's who's the fish are coming from Alberta. Mm-hmm. They're being mailed. Is these are they like alive fish or are these are just like dead fish? No, they're dead fish. So oh. that's actually, I pretty much I, in different sections I saw the project happen from the moment we catch the fish to the moment we turn them into slides. And mm-hmm. how we catch the fish, fish. We, oh my god, I can't speak. Too much wine and too much hot. <laughs> too many <wind>. sips <laughs> of wine. Uh, from the moment we catch the fish, we use what's called electric backpacking. So what you do is you get... That sounds that's when, like the most hipster thing That's ever. when the fish go to Europe and they find themselves and then they come back. Yeah. <laughs> but they're also really into EDM at the same yeah. time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they um, like go to Tomorrowland, the fish. <laughs> Burning Man? Yeah. Um, uh, electric backpacking, aside from that, the other meaning of mm-hmm. it is um, you get in the shallow water and you have like two rods, in e- a rod in each of your hands, and oh. you stick them in the water and they create a current between them. And the current is generated from... The generate generator on your back. It sounds like a weapon. <laughs> it pretty much it's is some James really Bond careful. shit. So when the fish come by, they get stunned harmlessly, and then uh, so you but think. but it kills them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's well, the thing is, it doesn't kill them. I was hoping I could gloss over that word. It actually stuns them and makes them easier to collect. Okay, and they're collect killed. The prop- they're killed afterward. Collect is uh, the proper term in, here. In, in a chemical solution. That is oh, Jesus. painless. Okay. And th- I know that because the fish told us that themselves. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. After they died. <laughs> Dominic's here, too, by the way. I don't know if we said that. He's cracking up. No, Dominic's been here for three out of the four podcasts we've yeah. done. He's a... <laughs> <laughs> He's been around. Soon to be a fan favorite. So, wait. So, the... 
I don't understand. Like, I feel like it would just be a lot more efficient to just kill the fish in the water. Okay, what what is the benefit then of stunning them? What side makes them easy to collect? Okay, then what is the benefit of just like not like burning them to a crisp with the like the electric backpack actually, versus I, the like solution? I can't speak to that because I actually I can't say I know why. I don't. I would guess that there's no actual equipment that can kill them on the spot because I imagine that current would be so strong. If you strong go on YouTube right you, now. You can find a category of video with dudes flowing, with dudes throwing sticks of dynamite into the water, catching fish that way. It's very exciting to watch. That's fair, but I can't imagine that's government approved. Probably not. But <laughs> boy, do they get a lot of fish really fast. So. Yeah, it looks like it. It looks yeah. like it. I imagine then, like the way you do it would be more like it would help preserve the fish better. That too. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Again, I- I'm not sure of any way they could kill them right out of the water. We don't I just fact know check that... on this podcast, David, so <laughs> speak your mind. Mm-hmm. I just, um, I would assume that the stunning would help with collecting them, and then you would kill them, you put them in a solution where they just slowly sort of lose consciousness. So have you ever held a fish and, like, watched its life slowly drift out of its body? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Really? <laughs> no, no, I, I have not. You didn't get not. paid to do it. You just came on your off time and watched <laughs> it happen. Yeah. You need anybody to, like, strangle the fish today? David, we don't strangle them all. That was oh. one of the questions in the interview, actually, was, like, do you like killing fish? What did you answer? <laughs> Guys, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Do you like sushi? Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Make your own. All right. I think we got to get off this fish topic. This is... I'm that, still hung up on electric backpack. That like. was essentially... Well, there's also electric boating. Like, you stay in the boat, and the current runs throughout the boat, and you just drag a net behind you. This like, is when the fish with summer homes, they <laughs> listen to Jesus. EDM on I the do want to emphasize, though, because obviously Environment Canada is more about preservation, and, and basically what I've been explaining so far doesn't seem like that. No, but, like, I, I, the backpack thing is... It seems like it's so isolated where you could, like, very much yeah, decide. Yeah, that's part would, of it. Yeah. But we they, they do do electric boating. I haven't done that, but they've explained to me electric boating, and that does get a large number of fish. But the goal... Or the reason why they set the experiment the way it does, the specific fish they take are not low in population, they're not endangered, and they're also, which is actually pretty key uh, to make a deal with people in the area, is that they don't target fish that people like to fish for, uh-huh. like recreationally. Yeah. So that that was also a big thing, and they had to they had to say, okay, we're gonna go for these fish because obviously those fish aren't coming back. Yeah, they're not couch they're not catching largemouth bass. Or yeah, no, 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 they're not catching or like trout or, or anything. Like exactly. They're yeah. catching bluegills. <laughs> they're catching. I don't. That's the only fish I know. Okay, that great. I, mean, I was like, need. wow, you know a lot about river no. fish. <laughs> could you imagine if I just riffed off fish for the next ten minutes? Be, <laughs> I could honestly. Impressive. Like, that would be a podcast on its own. <laughs> what you do up north is like that doesn't seem too out of line. No, fair enough. All right, so the fish job. That was number one. Was that your first co-op? That was my first, yeah. And okay. I went. That back. sounds like a pretty sweet first co-op. Yeah. So I went. I went back for a second one. You're like, um, I can't get enough killing these fishes. Well, they actually gave me. They gave me a second uh, position as a toxicology technician. Oh, promotion. Uh, a bit of a promotion. I worked there for a little bit. I ended up going back to the other one. But for this one, it was a lot of um, testing. It was a lot of working with mussels and snails and like just sort of bottom feeders, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, the main goal of that project was to test the effects of certain chemicals if they were in the sediment and how that would affect growth of certain wildlife. So uh, it was funny because early in that experimental stage, what I would do was just collect sediment from the lake and just have to wash off everything except for the sand. So I would basically just sieve it. And there'd be tons of like zebra mussels, which I'm sure you guys know are just like an invasive species there. And, just like a bunch of crap that I would have to get rid of, and that would be most of my day. I don't know why, but I'm picturing Wait, but you, you spent like, the day at the beach? 
No, I did not. I'm oh, picturing okay. David in like an old timey like prospector uniform, just like sifting through sand looking yeah, for just gold. Crazy with the with the fucking goggles. Yeah. <laughs> I had so, gray hair back then too. <laughs> yeah, you had a full beard, <laughs> ten gallon hat. Yeah. It adds the job adds thirty years. And yeah. Then, and yeah. then you lose it all when you You know, leave. they say the camera adds ten pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's basically that, but for work. So okay, how were the like invasive species the main like cause of alarm for that portion of the job? No, so I just had to get rid of those actually. And then once we had the sediment isolated on its own, so that there were no other variables, mm-hmm. which was the goal of setting up the experiment, we'd spike it with the chemical, which was like a diphenylamine, I think, something like that. What is that? Sorry, this was a while ago. It's just like a, a, a toxic chemical. Oh, okay. Um, well, in the context of of aquatic life. Yeah. Um, like I could eat it and I'd be fine. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> And We're I'm going to recommend no. that you try. Let's do oh, that. Okay. <laughs> we have a shot of it right here for you. <laughs> yeah, we have Zantac to back it up. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> we um, came prepared. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we just, uh, we'd set up muscles in the spiked sediment, and we'd set up snails in the spiked sediment, and we'd we'd check progress. I, again, I was on that project for super long, so I didn't see the fruition of it. You started it. it I was all. more, yeah, got credit for that one, too. Yeah, no. nice. <laughs> um, that was one of my jobs at uh, Environment Canada. Yeah, the Canadian Center for Inland Waters had Environment Canada Division and DFO, which was Fisheries and Oceans. And um, oh, so it was like a sweet collab between the two. Well, there was tons collab. of different labs throughout the. There was tons of different labs throughout the entire building. Oh, nice. Um, but though I was just in two of those labs, and both of them were Environment Canada. Bro, you want to collab on this sick fish project? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool though. So that's am, I, the, am I drinking my wine too fast? I feel like I'm I drinking f- my whoa, wine too fast. You know what? Yeah, you're drinking it. Well, you're not drinking it too fast. You're oh, just drinking Dom it faster than a man Mark and I. Yeah, Mark's being slow. Dom's so new official role in this podcast is to just pour everyone's wine. I like it for Dom. He's the one who's spearheading this. It's a good like, look. So. I'm planning to get my smart service. So. Oh, yeah. This podcast <laughs> is training for him. This will be your references. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you a good recommendation. All right, so we're coming up on 20 minutes here right now. Uh, maybe this would be a good time to take a break and then we'll come right back to it Uh, for you it's going to be really quick but for us we're going to go stretch our legs a little bit we'll be back in a sec see you soon bye bye All right, everybody welcome back took a short break had some more wine Um, we're getting into some more of David's uh, past experiences uh, but one main topic that something that I know he did in his one job. I wanted to get into a little bit. Uh, genetics. Yeah, genetics. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so you can talk a little bit about designer babies. Designer yeah, I'm babies. curious to know about this. This is something I've read. I've read an online article about it before, but uh, so you're well read. <laughs> I'm very saying. yeah. I know a lot about designer yeah, babies. Yeah. A lot of words thrown like GMO babies and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> What's a GMO even? <laughs> a G- G- you don't know what a no. genetically modified organism. Even oh. I knew that. Yeah. And I don't know most. So things. that's a lot of like, <laughs> that's a, that you'll mostly see that in like in like fruits and vegetables and, and yeah. stuff like that. And I, although I suppose you'd see it in bacteria and stuff in the lab, which is mostly what I did. Okay, so like yeah. the the day the day in day out stuff, this job you're doing in the the lab, and this was in Waterloo, yeah. Yeah. So I I worked uh, in one of the labs in Waterloo, the University of Waterloo, which was the lab of the chairman of biology. That sounds very fancy. That sounds yeah, he he helped me out a lot, and I worked under him, him personally. He was in the lab occasionally. I worked under him as well as his PhD student and his master's student. I mm-hmm. did their projects with them. Uh, I thought you were going to say for them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, one of them did leave for Germany, and the other one left on mat leave. So by <laughs> the end of my time there, I was alone in the lab. Every just day they're holding David up upside down Every over the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Give yeah. me your change, nerd. 
every job David has ever done ends with everyone abandoning him and him That's just doing the work. Pretty much what happened, man. I'm not even kidding. They're like, oh, this guy's got it? Cool. I'm fucking off to LA. I want to go to the casinos. You got to start letting people down more, Dave. People go to LA to go to the casinos? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I've never been. Yeah, no, one left to go to Germany to work on another project. Not just backpacking. And then the other one... Electric backpacking. She was doing some electric backpacking, yeah. Uh, So I was left in the lab to run some of their experiments for them while they were gone. And uh, genetic... Genetics was mostly what I was doing there. So, like, yeah, what, what type I know of it's such a broad topic, but like, yeah, so, it can yeah. be it can be really broad. Specifically, what I was doing, I was working with um, a strain of yeast for one project and E. coli for another. We were using them as host organisms to produce a certain protein, uh, which um, which are gut enzyme human gut enzyme proteins. And what we would do was we would take the the gene for that protein that codes for that protein. We would genetically insert it into the either E. coli or the yeast. And we would, we would cause them to produce the protein in high amounts, and then we would later purify that protein and use and use it to, um, as, like determine that protein structure, because in a lot of scientific literature you'll find that you know, like you'll know the protein structure. There's a lot of things that have been studied for years and specific proteins that are very key to metabolism that we know a lot about, but these specific proteins they're. Um, MGAM uh, isosucromaltase. Sorry, it's been a while. Word. No fact checking. No fact checking. Um, they're 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 key in the gut, but we don't know their exact structure. And what they do is they break down starches and sugars. Mm-hmm. So, what, oh, it's, I see where this is going. Yeah. So what's important for them is that if we know their structure, we could possibly use them to as a new target for diabetes oh, control wow. or pos- potential cure. That's awesome. Yeah. Jesus. And I know this was talked about in Sam's episode two podcast. She did mention yeah, some form of, of diabetes, like in terms of like the pricking. Mm-hmm. This is a this is like a different stage that not a lot of people see because it's so behind the scenes. Like it's such an early step for pharmaceuticals when they come out with a new drug. You need to know everything about what you're targeting. And this is like it's it's undiscovered so far in terms of um, there's nothing in scientific literature that tells us what these protein structures are exactly like in terms of their active sites. Oh, really? So as soon as we know that and how they interact with their substrate, then we can we can target them more accurately with some some pharmaceuticals. Oh. So this is it's it's like literally working for a cure for diabetes, essentially. Yeah, but uh, again, I do want to emphasize that it's 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 in such an early stage that I don't call myself you a cu- lab tech for the cure you for diabetes. Diabetes. Dave. Yeah, I don't. Congratulations. I don't ever tell people that I'm working on a cure for diabetes because yeah. it's such an early stage. But if you if you zoom out of that one project, it's like the foundation. Yeah, it's about it's about diabetes. Mm-hmm. It's about targeting that part of the human. And like human during gut. that during that co-op, was there any like huge breakthroughs? Any huge findings where you guys you had these aha? Do you have any aha moments? When everyone like, wow. left you alone, did you crack the code? <laughs> I didn't crack the code on my own. No, we didn't have a lot of breakthrough. But I have. I was informed recently that um, a scientific paper could come out of it by the lab head mm-hmm. and he was saying that I would have my name on it so Ooh. we'll see what happens yeah because I worked there long enough and I did enough of the project that I would be credited yeah well nice. if, if that does get published we'll put that in the show notes people can go check that out yeah, yeah. yeah. if they want to read a dry ass scientific paper on, on ice resucromaltase that yeah. would you know maybe that's uh, not the worst piece of literature I've ever read probably I feel, li- I feel like you could uh, like increase the word or like the word count just by using that name over and over again. <laughs> instead of I yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's what I did in terms of uh, genetic engineering. The genetic part was was isolating the gene that codes for the mm-hmm. protein of interest and then inserting it into the the bacteria because they don't actually 
they don't actually have that themselves. So yeah. we're, we're just genetically modifying them to produce it in high quantities for but us. But you were saying it was a human gene. like It's a human gene, yeah. But you can create that outside of like a human host organism? Yeah, it's actually pretty common because I know it's such a sci-fi word to say genetically modified, but mm. it's been around for decades now, just the, the, the method, and it's in the industry, it's so throwaway. Just say like, oh, just, you know. Let's take, make this thing. Yeah, just take some restriction enzymes, cut up the gene, insert it, re, uh, use some ligase. It's easy. It's basic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, and it sounds ridiculous, but it's just so common. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not top tier. It's, it's, it's very frequently used. Hmm. Yeah, it's a common so, method. <laughs> yeah. I was reading this article on Reddit a little while back. This is, again, my very thorough reading of the subject matter. By article on Reddit, do you mean just someone's post? It was on this website called fakenews.com, and oh, I found great. it there. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch of, like, anti-vaxxing moms also, like, commenting on it. So I oh, yeah, those, yeah. Are, those are big. Um, so there was a – the article was talking about how, like, there's people working on ways to, like, make these quote-unquote designer babies. Mm-hmm. And, like, so mm-hmm. you could say, like, oh, I want my child to have blonde hair or I want my child to have brown eyes. And it wouldn't really matter what the mother or father looked like or it wouldn't use their genetic buildup, I guess. I guess it would use, like, a genes from somewhere else or someone else. And I don't – but – so my question, I guess, here is, like, what in in the scenario of humans, like the the egg and the sperm, what's being modified? Like what part is being uh, modified? It would most likely be the embryo. I do okay. Again, this is thank God we're not fact checking because I'm talking out of my ass with There's what no I know. No fucking okay. fact checking. Um, so David, this, this is David's loose knowledge of genetics. So, so. here we go. Um, I, I I would say it would be the embryo after it's developed. It wouldn't be the sperm or the egg separately. Mm-hmm. Um, you would wait until the zygote is formed, until there's enough cells, and then you would. It depends on what you want to target. I, I, you would have to wait until those genes and those alleles make themselves present, and then you would have to go in and and alter fit and, and alter them after they're there. So yeah. if I wanted a baby that could grow to be tall enough to dunk a basketball on a ten foot hoop without jumping, are you saying you never want to work again in your life and you want your child <laughs> to just you want to just yeah, ride your child's like, coattails to victory? Oh I mean, God. ideally, ideally, <laughs> I would be I would get, pay all my money to make a baby that I could. Yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, duh. If you're gonna have kids, might as well profit off. Yeah, them. you can. I, I think. I actually think if you go online, you can make the next LeBron James. I think. Yeah, yeah. it's that easy. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It is something. I'm. You're literally describing though, like the plot of that movie Gattaca. I loved. Gattaca. I think there's a lot of movies like that. Actually, but you know what? I, I I will say, this is kind of my personal opinion, but based on what I know, is that I don't think we're close to anything like Gattaca at all. Yeah. I don't think we can go into a computer and say, hey. Your baby is two weeks old. Here's what we can alter. I don't yeah. think that we're that close. I think that we we know the theory behind it more than we ever have in terms of... I don't know if you guys have ever heard of CRISPR, but no. CRISPR is like... It's, like, it, like the chips? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever heard of the uh, chips? Better than Lay's. Yeah. yeah. No, CRISPR is a new... It's it's one of the most recent uh, ways to genetically modify a, a gene and, and, cut and cut and insert certain g- genes. So that... I think it, it came about like three, four years ago, it really got going. And it's proven to be the most successful in terms of precise cutting at a certain point in the DNA. And, and so, they chose the name CRISPR. Yeah, it's saying... Oh, God, I, I always mess this up. Uh, something interspace... Something... Oh, it's an acronym. Something repeated oh. interspace. Okay, how convenient. That's just a lame name otherwise, but... Uh, CRISPR. I think it's kind of a cool name. I, it just sounds so, like, lazy for something so... Si- no, David, don't you dare fact check. Don't you <laughs> dare. He, David pulled out his phone to Google it. We don't do that on the show. I'm embarrassed because I used to know this. Um, the past you was better. It's fine. Let's move on. <laughs> Interspace palindromic repeated sequences, something like that. It's CRISPR. 
I believe and it. essentially it's a gene editing tool uh, used in to, Photoshop. to specifically cut genes at a certain point and insert mm-hmm. and remove genes so you can remove uh, mutations you can you can repair mutations you can add genes like you wanted to Evan you can yeah. add genes that uh, that wouldn't normally be there you could replace genes with other genes so that is definitely the foundation of the idea that you hopefully want by the time you have a kid yeah so fingers crossed for Evan. all the genes you want um, Turn but them that's, into shorts. that's the general idea I think that we're definitely getting closer to it but I don't think we're there yet interesting yeah, I mean, the article I was reading was just talking about, like, it was, like, talking about the possibility. It was like, oh, imagine, like, like nobody would ever be short again, or everybody would just, like, everybody <laughs> would be a supermodel, basically. If I have to live through this, everyone does. <laughs> oh, my God, Mark. No. <laughs> no team you beautiful, have beautiful an man. phase. Imagine oh, God. That. You could genetically modify it. You kind of need that, though. It makes like, you humble. It's good yeah. for the character. Exactly. <laughs> All right, we're going to... I think now is probably a really good time to maybe hard shift gears here. To Transition? Talk about hard shift? We're hard shifting? Yeah, we're going to talk about David's soft side. His, my, uh, my gentle side. His creative side. <laughs> and uh, so David himself, he's in his uh, it, weapon of choice, one could say, is uh, the drums. Absolutely. He's a drummer. One of the best drummers I've ever seen. A terrific yeah, drummer. I appreciate that. And you come, you go to a lot of live shows that are actually. I've been that to almost every one single one of your live shows in the last. Like, I'm, three I'm years. saying you go to actual live shows with yeah. actual professional drummers. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I never noticed them, so that must be volumes for you. Good stuff. So, I know David. He has a he has a rich past of uh, going to an arts high school, participating in mm-hmm. years of drumming, and then taking, taking a long time, and then now has <laughs> transitioned into the real world, playing in three bands. Yeah, I'm sort of doing your introduction here for you, but only That's because fine. I know a little bit I about mean, it. I mean, you're you know, in one you know of them. And you one know of the bands, yeah, one of the bands uh, I'm in. Um, but you've had a little bit more exposure with the actual like music side of things in terms of you've been into recording studios and you've laid down tracks, and mm-hmm. I've never like done that or anything. Mm-hmm. But I'm just curious to know, um, yeah, how does how does how does that whole experience like? Like, did you ever see music as like it's it's just interesting to me because you're a very scientific guy, as per the first half of this episode. Is this just a creative outlet? It's just for a you creative know? outlet for you, or like, is this something that you thought could be a viable career option at some point? It's it's been a creative outlet for me for a long time, which is it's something that I've 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 always decided on, especially since my boss from Environment Canada. We mm-hmm. were we were talking one time, and he was saying to me, which is something that'll never leave me. He was saying a lot of a lot of the scientists that have won Nobel prizes have always had either an instrument they played. Or, or, or stories that they wrote, they always had a creative side and they had a creative outlet mm-hmm. because you need that side of your brain. And this is something that I think should apply to everyone. You can't just have a job that's day in, day out the same thing. You need to have that creative outlet. So both before and after he told me that, and it just reinforced the idea that I wanted to have that as a creative outlet. More recently, though, I would say, like I'm in the past few months, I've made more money off playing music than I have in any research job because I'm not currently working in one. Oh, I, f- wow. I, I finished that one from the university a few months ago. Uh, I think last year, actually. Um, it would be last year by now. And uh, and I've been making more money off music than anything else. And I've been in the studio, like you said. And it's it's a fun process. I've, I've never felt like it was a grind. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. it's. I guess that's sort of like the beautiful dream. It's like to do something you love and get paid for it. Yeah, you're clearly passionate about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm never bored. So I guess that's like this is actually an interesting thing to get into. Why why at all did you consider biology as an avenue? Why did you That's a very good question. Why did you not 
pursue music full time? Why didn't you go? Let's to ask it? the questions that yeah. probably all your family asks. I'm you. almost I'm almost reluctant to say this because for everyone out there, I I am a firm believer in you know do what you love and and stick to it and grind it out. I I I don't want any misinterpretation that I don't like biology. I absolutely love it. I love the genetics that mm-hmm. I did and stuff like that. It is certainly another one of my passions. But I chose to go into school for it and spend money on it and spend and dedicate years to the program because it was it was more it was a more reliable position than music, yeah. which I think you know we can all agree on is it it's it's hard to make it in the arts whether sure. you're yeah absolutely. whether you're writing whether you're a, a, a director even if you pour all your time into it absolutely there's no yeah guarantee. there's just it's just a smaller market it's just it's excuse me it's harder to get to the top yeah definitely yeah and I I, w- I obviously wouldn't even say I'm there now in music so. So I wanted that, I wanted that fallback, and I wanted the fallback to be another thing that I love to do. Hmm. I think that's you're. Really nice. I think you're in the really. That's it, that is a really nice sentiment. But I definitely think you're in a very unique position that you can point at two things specifically, and you're like, I love both, both of, of these things. things. Biology yeah, being yeah, one, yeah, and music sure. being the other. I don't know if there's two things I could point at that, like point at and be like, uh, yeah, I love these two things. Really? Yeah. Is the ultimate plan then, David, to join a band that's just like making songs about science <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have a song called the scientist actually coming out uh if you could be in a band that was like <laughs> bill nye-esque in terms of like oh teaching kids that'd be great that would be pretty cool yeah it'd oh be very God. much like wiggles-esque though when we get off this pop we gotta w- we write some songs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta write some tunes evan you yeah. and me some, science yeah. tunes yeah wiggle style but like the periodic table mm-hmm. <laughs> jesus christ yeah. <laughs> yeah i think that i mean lately it's been it's been showing a lot of promise like we've we've been making a lot of money off every show and uh, mm-hmm. we've been saving it up because we need to get into the recording studio but but the connections are piling up which is good and it's nice to see that happen after a few years of doing the same thing like i've been in two i was in two bands in high school i was in the band with you evan mm-hmm. uh my other band lost city king's limit um uh the lead singer of lost city wants me to do another project with him like it's just all about networking, right? Yeah, absolutely. And he knows some big names too. Yeah. So, so I feel like ride um, his coattails. I'm gonna ride his coattails to victory. <laughs> exactly. That's the plan. Let other Have you guys never heard that you. expression? I feel like I got some weird <laughs> looks before. I don't know if any listen, no one listener can see this, but I got some pretty weird looks before. No, How I, dare you I, live I've your own dreams, before. David? <laughs> um, one thing I was curious about though, because I feel like it's it's sort of unique to like the instrument is like um, drummers very much get this reputation of being like shared amongst like. 10 yeah. different bands. Well, that is how you approached me, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> exposed. Yeah, there's like... Um, yeah, I, I, I was... Uh, we were all at a party once, and Evan walked out to me with Jake, our guitarist, <laughs> and, and he was like, hey, man, we really want you to play music with us. I know you're in another band, but I think it'd be dope. And I was drunk off, off my ass, yeah. and I was like, absolutely, I'd want to play with you guys. <laughs> that's tr- all it takes, David? And that's how it starts. Yeah, just get me drunk and ask me if I want to play music with you, and I'll say yes. So if there's anybody in a band out there that's like missing a drummer, you know what to do. Exactly. <laughs> I don't do anything else, so might there as well. You go. Yeah. Are you finding like the music being so successful now comparatively just because you have a lot more free time? Um no, I think it also had to do with a uh, with a time thing. Uh like as in King's Limit especially is on Spotify, Apple Music. We've put it out a while ago and th- the views are climbing a mm. little bit. And I think that just has to do with the the longer it's been out. Um, I think the next step is to get some more exposure in terms of promotion, so we're going to spend some money on that. Shoot a fucking music video. Yeah, that that is actually part of the game plan. Oh, nice, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, so I wouldn't say it's just because I've I've stopped doing everything else because I I would say I practice the same amount, 
but I, I think it has to do with um, stars are promoting it over time. Yeah, stars have been aligning for sure. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, one last, I guess, like a topic I sort of want to get into, and it actually has to do with sort of uh, your biology background and also with the music, and then also. Uh, your current situation a little bit. You you currently aren't. You're looking for work. You're yeah, looking I'm looking for, for work right now. Post graduation. Sure. Yeah. Um, which I don't mean is like a bad or embarrassing thing. No, no, not at all. Um, but one thing I'm curious about. So right now in your current situation, you have this. You have this degree, something you've been to school for for four years, and then you have this other creative outlet, something that you've also you've actually worked on longer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, how long do you th- like in your mind right now? Are you thinking about running with this creative thing for? A little bit longer or like I think so I've had co-ops and I've had I've played shows and I've done recording over the course of co-ops and I've worked so I've worked nine to five as well at the same time going home and having a seven o'clock band practice I think I can do that again mm-hmm. so I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at research positions currently around the GTA and even if they stick like I'm still gonna be doing the recording mm-hmm. and I'll be I'll be playing music with a bunch of different people and um and, and, and networking with that. I don't think I'm going to stop either one. And that that is a little ambitious, but I am an ambitious but about the things I love, right? Yeah, I've, yeah. Done it, I've done it already, so why stop, right? And yeah. I completely, I, I agree with your sentiment that if one of them takes off, I absolutely have to focus on it. Yeah. And I absolutely would. But I think while I can balance them, I will. Yeah, like I'm trying to think, is there any, because I guess, and I, I understand the end goal in the music side of things which is like i mean you hit it big and then there's also like the end goal like is there a job on the biology side of things something that would make you say wow this is so great i'm gonna do this i'm gonna run with this i'm dropping music this is so amazing like i'm trying to find i don't think you well okay well actually i was about to say let's define dropping music like to the point where you you couldn't balance it it would be your career would have to come first like i don't well actually that's not entirely true because there were nights in the lab where i would be there at like 1 a.m you're like god damn it i can't drum right now yeah but I don't think there would be any, and this is coming from when I see my bosses work and they leave at five o'clock too. Like they're they're complete professionals at what they do in the lab, and they leave at five. Like I don't think drumming would ever leave, mm-hmm. but it would become a back burner for fun thing. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be trying to make it like I am now. Hmm. Yeah. So if you had any, if you had to give some advice to, let's say first year you. Somebody who an aspiring musician, aspiring musician with with bushy tailed and bright eyed, ready to start a school. Maybe taking school a little too seriously right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How much How much time do we have? We have all the time in the world. Yeah, we can David. do it. We? We're yeah. not running late or anything. No, no. Okay. Um, my advice would be take every opportunity you can, even if it seems like something that you might not want in the moment, because you never know what's going to happen. And the reason why I say that and the reason why I asked if we had time was because just yesterday, King's Limit played a show in Cambridge. And um, it was a very small patio show for E-Bolt Music, set, music Studio. Uh, and, and they play across the street in like this coffee house patio outside. Very small, very stripped down. I had driven to Waterloo to grab Kenny, our bassist. And then we drove back to Cambridge. And the entire way to Cambridge, we were kind of like complaining and moping around like, oh, there's not a lot of friends coming out. Small show. Yeah, it's going to be a small show. We got to be more selective with our shows, blah, blah, blah. We get there. We get we, we had tons of foot traffic last night. It was it was a lot of fun because we were outside. People would stop. They had no idea who we were. Mm-hmm. We made a lot of money in tips because the, the coffee shop was kind enough to put a tip jar out. Oh, nice. Um, and we got, forgive me for pulling out my phone, but I want to show you guys. It's fine. You're not fact-checking. I'm not fact-checking. <laughs> One of the guys from uh, th- this older gentleman, like he looked like he was like 80 or something, long white beard. He comes up to us and he says... um. 
Ho, ho, ho. Hey, guys, I don't... I, <laughs> <laughs> and then he gave us gifts and vanished. No, he... <laughs> He, he, they were he, wrapped he, in all. He went to his uh, his car and he brought us sketches that he does, and he does art. If you want to oh, take a look. Oh wow! That. Yeah. So uh, for the listeners at oh, home, oh Jesus, that's awesome. We're looking it's at cool, a right? very yeah. This is great for well an audio podcast. Pen, I'm so sorry if you guys want to post this. It's, yeah, it's terrific. It's a really nice yeah black and white pen drawing, and uh, essentially he gave us four of them. He said, "Hey, these are for you guys. You did a really good job." We got to talking to him. Mm-hmm. It turns out he grew up in Waterloo. In the house where King's Limit had their first ever practice. Whoa, the small specific world. house. Jeez. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna get him to come out to Waterloo. He's gonna sketch the house and we're gonna use it as potentially uh, an album art. Oh arc. wow. Yeah. Awesome. See, it's crazy who you meet sometimes. Exactly. And then a second guy had messages just earlier today and he was saying, Hey guys, really loved your stuff, like all this nice stuff. And I checked out his profile and he's a guitar technician for Walk Off the Earth. Oh wow. Yeah. So the point is what I'm winding down to is you never know what's going to happen. Like, rewind two hours before Kenzie and I were complaining about this gig that we really didn't want to do. That turned out really, really and good. And it turns out to, that we had a couple good connections that we could talk turned to. Turned out some to names. maybe the, the best gig you ever play. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> depressing, but I kind of agree. Set the bar right yeah. there. Yeah. So take every opportunity. Don't say no to anything, even if it's not what you want in the moment. Opportunities present themselves to people who are prepared for them. That's what I firmly believe. Nice. I don't. I don't think that luck plays a bigger role than being prepared. Wow, that's my advice. I'm very inspired right now. That First was year, me's inspired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, fuck, we need to time travel backwards. <laughs> let ourselves know. Let them listen to this podcast. That's awesome, David. Jesus. Yeah. Thanks, man. I feel very inspired. Yeah. All right, we're coming up on about forty-five minutes here. I feel like uh, I've asked everything I wanted to ask David. I feel and I feel. Feeling inspired. I feel like it's yeah, a good this note is a to good leave place things on. To end off things, we talked about uh, his storied career as a uh, curing diabetes and. <laughs> oh, I don't like to say that, but murdering fish with murdering that fish that have been to Europe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also, you his, guys hit all the right points. <laughs> I love it. It's the and also title. his uh, his music career. Um, I love it though. I think it's great. Um, do you want to plug anything? Yeah, David? Anything I know you, you got a bunch of things. To uh, plug. Yeah. I have a lot of bands, but uh, the only plug one. Them with all. The, well, the only one with an online presence right now, I would say, is King's Limit. Yeah. Sure. So check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Bandcamp, SoundCloud. We also have a website, kingslimitmusic.com. Shoot us an email. Any upcoming shows? You need somebody to play your wedding, birthday, bar mitzvah. Exactly. Bar mitzvah. <laughs> we'd be happy to, like I just said, we'd be happy to take any and all opportunities <laughs> because knows? you never know. Yeah. Um, Unless it's not like a cool one, then don't message him. But fuck you guys. Uh, we do have a couple shows October and December at Chainsaw. Both of them are at Chainsaw in Waterloo. Nice. Kitchener. Um, and I suppose we should also plug August 17th. Oh, hey, Evan? Yeah, hey. I guess I guess we should release this before August 17th. <laughs> oh, maybe this won't be out by then. Man, Whoops. how good was that show? Amazing that show. Was that show was amazing. We killed it, Evan. Yeah, we were time. super yeah, good. Holy shit. Wow, that was it. our best show. Good stuff. Man, Mark did that like stage dive is crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to yeah, release yeah. this on the day of August 17th. Let's hope it's a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Friday, actually. So. It? <laughs> oh, no. It's right This will come right out after. literally the day after. Oh, oh God. Yeah. What a great show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Um, Anything else you got to plug? Uh, Instagram, Twitter. Instagram, Dave Diorio. Are you fact checking your Instagram? <laughs> Uh, a Perfect. little bit <laughs> at Dave Diorio you can find him there uh, you know who else you can find on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud is at us. Young Professional Podcast mm, even more important 
Somebody asked me actually over Instagram DMs. They said, is it at Young Professionals or at Young Professional? It's actually at Young Professional Podcast on both Instagram and on SoundCloud and on Apple uh, Podcasts. So you can there find you us are. there on all three. Please leave a review and a uh, comment. It really helps out a ton. Uh, and we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Later. Oh, 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 oh,